Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 239. I'm Sean, and join with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, I'm here. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment pod right after this. Uh, Andy, let's kick things off. Uh, I've been TO'd with uh, the uh, illegalness of uh, playing basketball in this uh, day and age of where breathing on people is wrong. Uh, I think I've expressed my opinion about that uh, on this pod in the past. Well, you should always not breathe on people if, if at all possible. So, Oh. Uh, I, I believe in space. Mm. Well, what about if you're guarding someone? No, well, once you're playing basketball, it's a, it's a silent it's a silent agreement, right? Yeah, you're playing a contact sport. Well, I uh, I called an LA Fitness in Orange County. Wasn't even bothering with LA County, uh, please. Uh, and I had no confidence when I I called. And I was like, "Hey, you guys have a basketball court, or is it open?" It's like, yeah, come on down. No way. Literally jaw dropped to the floor when I got that answer. So I uh, packed my bag, pumped up my ball, which hadn't been dribbled in you know, 16 months. Crime right there. And uh, drove on down to a uh, pretty nice, large LA Fitness, in fact, in Garden Grove. And uh, once I navigated my way into that basketball court, uh, I noticed through the window, at least half of the court was vacant, which is a wonderful sight. Uh, the other side had about three guys playing 21 or something. Uh, and so I just ran over, put my shoes on and like a five-year-old, I didn't even have, I was barely putting on music on my headphones. Uh, and it was pretty bad. I hadn't, so I hadn't shot a ball since last August and that was outside. And I mean, so well over a year ago. And uh, yeah, I had to dust off some cobwebs. I, I did a lot of free throws. That's how I get into my rhythm. And uh, had no intention of playing any basketball. Just wanted to shoot. But it seemed like 10 minutes or so goes by. And then, you know, another kid comes in. Another kid comes in. And uh, God damn, like, I don't like sharing a half court when I want to shoot around. Like, A, I want to put up that really awesome Steve Nash basketball app that tracks your shots and everything. Uh, but I'm not going to do that when there's other, because it, It'll just interfere. You have to have your own half court. Uh, also, I didn't need to track my, you know, three of 10 uh, from shooting. Uh, but then now the five, 10 minutes go by and uh, I was playing three on three. And uh, I've been rowing a lot and I run to the gym. I mean, that's a half mile each way uh, on the run. So not a lot of running, but rowing at the gym uh, at least a few days a week alongside being on a bike. But it's a different workout running and sprinting, uh, even in a half court environment versus those uh, other workouts, different parts of your body get, uh, you know, different muscle groups and all that. So I, yeah, I played two games. I made one uh, layup in the first game and uh, shot zero for five from the, from the three point line in the first game. And then my second game, I kind of hit my stride. I was out of gas entirely. But uh, I hit two threes, including the game winner. And uh, I had another bucket, I think, from another layup or something like that. But, oh, man, it was good to be back. Yeah, there's like some muscle like underneath your leg you didn't you forgot about. Yeah. 
You're like, oh man, that's still there. Okay, all right. And that was Saturday. And I mean, even in, a little even this morning or today, even I'm still in my legs a little sore. But I mean, the next day, especially like, whoa. Yeah, but that brain, it's probably firing off. Oh, yeah. Getting, was, getting back out there. It was wonderful. It's not the closest. It's about a 20 minute drive. But, you know, the juice is worth the squeeze. I also am trying to get a grasp on it. I don't want to go and play fives. I'm not ready to run half court or full court, rather. Um and it's also such a pain in the ass when you go and they're running, running full court because then you get like two shots, chase your ball down because a fast break's coming and then you have to wait. And so I don't know. I think for now I'm just going to try middle of the day on a weekend. That was like noon on a Saturday. Uh, but we'll see. But wonderful nonetheless. Orange yeah. County, God bless them. Well, soon enough. I mean, I mean. I don't know. You got you got someone close to you there? Uh, well, I even looked. So the closest LA Fitness does not have a basketball court. It's uh, like not in downtown Long Beach, but the other way from Orange County to me. So I never go that direction. And it does not. It has you know other things, I assume. But yeah, it's not listed as a basketball court one. But I mean, come on. LA County, no way. I mean, yeah, it could, could be pretty... Uh scary out there some real good athletes yeah yeah and these guys were i mean it, normal circumstances it would have i mean they're way younger than me but come on i've got reach i'm lengthy i can guard anybody and i can shoot over anybody and i can still i had no progress but at the same time I didn't lose anything off of my vertical. So my goal last year was to be able to dunk and then they made basketball illegal. So that kind of went out the window. Um, they didn't make jumping illegal. I know, but how do you measure? I don't have, a, and the gyms were closed for the longest time. Like we have a, a squat machine here that I don't use enough. Um, but then I had no way of really other than pedaling on uh, the Peloton to, to work. You on have a, a weighted vest or anything? No. Because you could do that and then just do jumping. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to get back to basics on that because we're pretty far along. And this year, maybe next year's goal that starts now is to be able to to slam a jamma. Because figure I got to like 34, 35. Yeah. Like your before athleticism you really is only going down. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, look at, look at the NBA players. How much of your hand do you figure you have to be able to get above the rim to to throw down? I'm going to say right below that line. So there's like where your fingers start, and then there's one little line. On your fingers you're looking? No, no, so right underneath the fingers. So there's the the separator of the fingers. On your palm. Yeah, on your palm. It's usually like the first big line on your palm. Yeah, okay. So I'm literally all of my fingers can grab the rim. I don't have a whole lot more to go. Yeah, it's still hard because you're gonna have to balance the ball on your fingers, like at the edge of your fingers at that point. But yeah, but I, I can, I can't, I can. It'd I guess be like it one of those on dunks. Ball. You're not gonna be able to slam it, like actually. I'm not gonna like, be able to hang on with my elbow. It's if gonna, that's what you're getting at. Could run in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're going for it, Andy. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a live pod where I dunk. Okay. <laughs> then I just talk about it. Yeah. 
be cool. All right. Me well, Mark Jackson are doing the game of yeah. you dunking. Pre-game show, have a, a halftime with like, Bruno Mars comes out. Um, but it was very good to be back on a basketball court. Um, it had been a long time. All right. Let's talk about some actual professional athletes here. Uh, you want to start off with MLB? Yeah, last week of the season here, six games left for every team. Uh, full five after tonight when we record this. Uh, not a whole lot has changed since the last week. Uh, we had uh, a lot of the races are the same right now. Dodgers are two behind San Francisco. Probably not enough time to catch them there with six left. Uh, the Cardinals have just completely uh, separated themselves in the wild card race, and they've got that all wrapped up. Uh, at this point. So they've won 16 in a row now for the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, but they're still like 13 games back of the Dodgers. So, uh, but they have that second wild card spot wrapped up uh, in the AL East. We talked about the three teams vying for the two wild card spots. I think I might've cursed the blue Jays. Uh, they're five and five in their last 10. They, they have now dropped into that uh, third spot. So out of the playoffs as of right now, but they still have a chance that they went out uh, they're playing the Yankees right now. The Yankees swept Boston. And so the Yankees have the first wild card spot, and Boston is the second wild card spot. They're all separated. It's one game, one game, one game. So it's a real close matchup here uh, between these AL East teams for, for the two wild card spots. So it's a crazy race. I'm rooting for Toronto. I love their young talents, and they had been on such a run. But uh, that's why you got to you got to play the whole season. You got to be good in the beginning part too, because you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Um, Seattle's also been making a good run, but it's just too late for them. They're not going to be able to uh, get into this. I mean, they're actually they're still alive in that wild card race. They're uh, four games back of Houston right now, but uh, you know it's a, it's a good effort, but it's it's a little too late for them. And then in the National League, the Phillies are also kind of closing in on the Braves, but probably, again, too late at this point uh, for them. So Braves are going to they're going to be the uh, the bad team that makes it in like the, they're going to looks like they could win that division with 86 wins, which is not that much. But sometimes that happens in baseball. And there's just a bad division. So, uh, yeah, this time next week, will that was be the, almost what bad company was called. What a what? terrible name. <laughs> Bad divisions. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, but it's just the reality. If we're in football, it's a reality too. It's just part of our life. Bad divisions. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sometimes that division was not that bad like two years ago. They won the World Series with the Nationals there. Um, but yeah, this time next week, we'll have the wild card games going on. So uh, it's, it's happening. Uh, it could be the Dodgers season, despite them winning 100 games. Uh, could be over already. Oh, that Andy. quick! You, you play, you play for uh, three quarters of the year, and then one game could do it. That's it's it's cruel, but that's the way it goes. So, uh, well, hopefully, it isn't the way it goes for the Dodgers. I, I want them to at least get into the playoff series, see what happens. Um, I'd hate for them to lose that one game playoff and then completely even avoid this giant series. That seems inevitable, but. Uh, yeah, I think the there's a lot of fun this weekend, but the fun stuff really begins next week. So, and I, I do want to talk about some of the the individual performances uh, in baseball. Uh, so I'll do that next week. Some of the standout uh, players that 
you just don't even know about because there's a million teams and a million games and players come in and out all the time and you know you know it's like I I'll look at it I'm like I have no idea who this person is but they had a great season just hard hard to keep up with it mm-hmm. yeah baseball has become not for old people in, in a strange way like oh. old guys just don't really make it as much it's like you're done by age 33 um, for about these uh, guys Bartolo I, there's always the exceptions there's always the exceptions Bartolo because he was never like using athleticism, he could still go for years and years. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, more baseball talk next week. But it's All right. fun. Ready to shift gears over to some college football? Yeah. So let's uh, catch back up with uh, our LA teams here. So last week, exciting week for USC. The backup QB came in and was awesome. Uh, but then like in a reverse somehow, I don't know how this happens. Uh, that guy is also hurt. So the original starting quarterback had to come back in. So Jackson Dart, the backup who came in to beat Washington state, he didn't play this week and the original starter, uh, Slovis came in and USC got wrecked by Oregon state and Oregon state is not considered one of the top teams in the, in the conference there, uh, usually at the bottom of the conference. So that's really embarrassing. So this is they already fired the coach two weeks ago, and it seemed like, oh, did they turn everything around? One nice week, and then everything goes to shit again. And it's uh, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for the rest of the season for USC. There uh, already so many rumors about who they're looking at uh, to hire next year. Uh, but yeah, that's not <laughs> wasn't wasn't the result you're looking for. A big win, go to go on the road. New QB beats Washington State, and then just just get slaughtered at, at home. Oregon State, uh, bad, bad look. Uh, but UCLA, they were able to actually bounce back after the loss last week. They beat Stanford, and now they're number 20 in the nation. So 3-1, uh, and one. nice start for them. But, you know, they play a lot of teams that, that can beat them. They're, there's clearly not an elite team, but a lot of either-or games here left. You know, all the, the Arizonas, they got Oregon, who's really good, left. They got uh, Utah, who's usually really good. So, uh, you know, it, it could be, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a 10 win season for UCLA, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, only win seven or something, if they go on a little losing streak here, but we'll have to, we'll have to follow it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it would be good for the town to see UCLA have another good season after so long. Um, hasn't, they just usually are bad, uh, despite being uh, an important school here, but, you know, they, they deserve a 10-win season at some point. It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, but outside the uh, Pac-12, uh, Oklahoma struggled again. They only won by a field goal against West Virginia. So there's, they're 4-0, but a lot of their games have been close. So they, they've been dropping in the rankings. Uh, I don't know what to make of them. Their QB was supposed to be the number one pick in the draft next year. He hasn't looked all that good. Uh, just a w- weird team. Like they're not, they're not lighting it up. Like you would expect Oklahoma usually has really good skill players and everything. I don't know what's going on there. I've watched a good amount of some of their games and not impressive at all. So they, they don't even look close to being in that elite class, but I don't know if anyone does. It's been a strange year. A lot of the top teams have struggled, um, but there's four. No, that's, that's, I guess that's all you want to, 
do right now is just keep winning and maybe figure something out by the end of the year. Uh, another 4-0 team, Notre Dame. Uh, they played Wisconsin in Chicago, so it was an interesting game. It was a uh, Wisconsin team versus the Indiana team, but they both have uh, big fan bases there in Chicago. Uh, but Notre Dame won this pretty easily uh, at the end there. It was it was close through about three quarters, and then I think they, they won by like 20, and Wisconsin's quarterback was awful through a bunch of interceptions. Uh, I don't know if that means Notre Dame is, is good or not. They... Again, they're undefeated, but it hasn't been the most impressive. This was their biggest win, but they don't look to be. No one looks to be in Alabama's class. That's kind of the uh, the lesson here from a lot of these games. So, uh, the team that's that's faced Alabama, I think, the most in these playoffs over the last decade, Clemson. Uh, they lost again, so they're two and two now. So that's uh, quite a drop. I think the first time they've been out of the top ten in. A long time. Uh, and again, they, they're two and two. They didn't lose to good teams. They lost to kind of middling teams from the ACC. They're always expected to go undefeated in conference because the ACC is pretty weak in football, uh, like the opposite of basketball. And they usually dominate basketball. But, uh, you know, Duke doesn't have uh, quite the football team, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Clemson, they, they lost here again. And I, I, don't, I don't know. That, that quarterback who's. From here, from uh, St. John Bosco in L.A. County there, uh, close, pretty close to you, uh, has not looked good at all. He was going to be this great player, great prospect. They don't seem to have any confidence in him. He's not making plays. Uh, very, very disappointing. But you got you to gotta still give him time. You know, it's just a kid. But this is not what they wanted. But that happens sometimes where an elite program just has a, a weird down year. Uh, but you could easily sleep. Clemson bouncing back again. The ACC isn't very good, so uh, they they'll probably still be favored the rest of the way. I'm fancy that, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Do they even have anyone in? Is there anyone left in the ACC in the top twenty-five? Let me check. Uh, NC State and Wake Forest just barely. So I mean, again, this is not basketball. You see, you hear those schools: NC State and Wake Forest. Like that's not. They even play football there. They do, but not very well usually. So, there you go. At number twenty-three and twenty-four are the ACC representatives. So, uh, I don't know. I can't root for Clemson. I don't. I'm not a fan. They've had enough success in my mind, but that's that's the situation they find themselves in. Yeah. Uh, in the in the Big Ten, we've got the Michigans. They started off eight and zero. Combined, so both Michigan and Michigan State, both four and zero. That kind of came out of nowhere. Both programs struggled last year, um, so we'll have to see if they're they're any good. We don't know. It's still too early. Four and zero doesn't mean a whole lot yet, uh, but it's it's what you want to be. You don't want to be three and one or two and two. Four and zero is preferable to either of those. Uh, that's that's all you can do. That's the best you could be is four and zero. So let's see how that goes. Um, since Harbaugh took over at Michigan, it's been a really big disappointment. They thought that would they'd be up there with like the Alabamas and the Clemsons, but not even close. Uh, no one expected them to be that good this year. Maybe, but maybe. Ohio State might be a little down. Maybe this is the year Michigan has a chance. Um, so again, we'll have to follow that one. Uh, and then, not a game that happened this week, but an upcoming game. 
the big game this week. Uh, Alabama plays Ole Miss, who Ole Miss is now in the top 15. They're undefeated so far. Uh, their coach is Lane Kiffin, who was uh, assistant at Alabama for a long time, also a coach in a lot of different places. He was the head coach of the Raiders like 15 years ago. Ago, He uh, coached USC for a couple seasons before getting fired. He's been all over the place. But, uh, yeah, he was at Alabama and was a good offensive coordinator for them. So he seems to know uh, everything they do. And now he's the head coach at Ole Miss. And that's going to be a crazy game. Ole Miss has the potential of beating Alabama, even though Alabama looks to be clearly better than the rest of the pack here. But uh, that's one of the big games of the year so far. So uh, make sure not to miss that one. Ooh, very exciting. Yeah. All right, we're ready to talk about the NFL. I am. Big week for me, for all of Los Angeles, I would say. Uh, happened? So Los Angeles played the Super Bowl this week in yeah. that they both played the Super Bowl teams. So the Chargers uh, were in Kansas City taking on the Chiefs, and the Rams were here in L.A. taking on the Bucks, And L.A. went 2-0. and So pretty big week for here for LA. Uh, the Chargers game was a lot of fun and a lot of stress. I had a headache coming out of it. A lot of just back and forth. Uh, took an early lead, but then gave it back. And then they came back. And then was there too much time left? And then, oh, no, did they they scored? Should they have killed the clock? And it was just, it was, uh, it was hard. Fourth, there's fourth downs. And then there was, oh, it was a penalty. And then it just, it was so stressful. But in the end, we got the result we wanted. They got a touchdown pass with 30 seconds left, and I ended up winning by a touchdown there uh, in a really tough place to play in Kansas City. So that that's a, a huge win, uh, taking a one-game lead there in that division against the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm I'm still happy about it. I'm still still replaying in my mind how it all went down, uh, and re- revisiting the low points of the game where I'm like, this is never going to happen. They'll never beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are too good. And uh, – yeah, I'll have to say is the Chiefs are they're still too good. It's still when it's working for them, they're too good and it's it's hard to go against. But they're not un- unbeatable. We saw in the Super Bowl last year, not unbeatable if the right things happen for you and uh, it all worked out for the Chargers this week. Yeah, so you can have an off day. Yeah, so they're 2 and 1 and the Chiefs are 1 and 2 in last place in that division. Uh because we'll get to the other teams in that division a little later. Uh, for the Rams, it was a lot easier to beat the Bucks than it was for the Chargers. They uh, uh, were up by about two touchdowns for the bulk of the game. Just kind of held that lead. Uh, the the Bucks secondary is their big weakness, and the Rams have the guys to take to take advantage of that. Like uh, Cooper Cup, great name, uh, but he's evolved into one of the top receivers there. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is one of the oldest players left in the NFL. Could still run and. The Bucks could not keep up with him. He had a couple big plays where he just he ran past everyone, and that's uh, kind of scary when you think he's just he was kind of an afterthought that he was a guy just out there. That is this guy too old to play still? And the Rams are like we could figure something out with him. He's still fast, and they seem to have done it. And then on the other side of the ball, just Aaron Donald is the best defensive player just by far. Just wrecks games, and he annoyed Tom Brady enough so that they didn't uh, have a great game offensively. They, they, they didn't shut them down completely, but they uh, interrupted them enough. Uh, so that's, that's, I guess that's the game plan against the Bucks is 
have a great day on offense and make sure they don't put up 30 on you and you have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything everything has gone as planned for the Rams here. Bringing in Matthew Stafford, it's all worked out. That If you had any questions, like, okay, is Stafford really that good? Is it really going to make much of a difference over Jared Goff? And, and it definitely has. And they're, they still got the defensive players, defensive stars to be above average on that side of the ball. And now they've got a quarterback who knows how to get it to all the uh, great weapons they have. Uh, they're scary. It's three weeks and everything can go wrong. But right now it looks like they might be the best team right now. They might be the team to beat. So I think the Chiefs and Bucks will still have that uh, edge because they're the defending champions in their conferences. But uh, if you're just going off this year only, I think you have to say the Rams are the number one team right now. So that's well, fancy uh, that, Andy. Yeah, and we we got we got all kinds of great play here in in the NFL uh, here in LA, uh, and then our other our other local team, the Las Vegas Raiders. So yeah. four hours away, but still local, local in our hearts. I think I'll be there this weekend. Yeah, um, not at the game, but yeah, Raiders. Uh, they're, they're, I saw an estimate that the Raiders are expected to have seventy five percent of the fans, um, at this week's game in L A against the Chargers. Oh wow! Because uh, <laughs> that's what that's how it happens. So if you're a Chargers season ticket holder, you could sell that Raiders ticket and basically pay off the rest of your tickets if you wanted to. That's nuts. Uh, because they're such a popular draw here in LA, uh, but the Raiders had a had a big challenge this week. They were playing the Dolphins uh, with the Dolphins' backup quarterback, and it seemed like ah oh, they should have the advantage here. But this was this is the kind of game the Raiders would usually lose. Like they're they're riding high and everything's feeling good, and then something bad happens, uh, and they went down fourteen to nothing, and it looked like oh yep yep here it is here it is. Uh, but after that, they settled down and kind of shut the Dolphins down the rest of the way. Uh, until the very end, that's so even though they were up by eight, they allowed the Dolphins to tie the game. But the Raiders still won an OT, their second overtime win already this season. Uh, there's a crazy stat that uh, Brian Edwards, one of the receivers, has over a hundred yards receiving just in overtime because he had a, he had a big the big game winning catch against the Ravens week one, and also uh, a couple big catches this week. So. Uh, that's a, that's more than a lot of receivers have on the entire season that this guy has in overtime, just in the overtime play. Uh, so the Raiders went on to win three and zero. Now uh, I, I remember last year they were they were six and three last year and ended up I think seven and nine. So there's no guarantee you go three and zero. It's no guarantee you're going to be great, but this is uh, everything they wanted. That they're great on offense and. Their defense isn't a disaster like it had been. So everything looks good there in Las Vegas. Very uh, nice. I can't say the same uh, for Chicago. Oh, boy. So the Bears have had an up and down season. Uh, Andy Dalton started the year at quarterback. He ended up getting hurt last week. And their number one, or their first round pick, Justin Fields, came in. Didn't play all that well, but now he... Uh, he had the spot here with Dalton still out going against the Browns. Uh, and it was a disaster. So the Bears finished with one net passing yard. So uh, they had like nine, I think it was there. He was sacked nine times. So all those nine times, the, the loss of yardage uh, offset pretty much all the positive yardage they had in the passing game, uh, which just doesn't happen. That's like one of the lowest. I think I've seen one of the lowest in a decade. 
you just don't you don't see that. Uh, so they they got blown out. I think twenty six to three or something. Uh, it was a tough tough draw against Cleveland. Cleveland has two really good pass rushers, but just a total disaster. That maybe the the answer was that Justin Fields is not ready, and Andy Dalton actually was the better quarterback to go uh, week one. Um, but doesn't mean Fields is a bust. This happens a lot. Last year, Justin Herbert had a couple awful games, and he still won Rookie of the Year, and he's looked really good in his second year so far. So. A bad, a bad matchup there, but that's got to be discouraging for the Bears, where Fields is is expected to be the greatest quarterback in franchise history, not because they think he's going to be Dan Marino, but just because their quarterback situation has been so awful their entire history that if this guy is like above average and makes some Pro Bowls, he'd be the best of all time for that franchise. But not a great game one start there, so. Again, one game. It's been it's been three games on the season. We'll see if Fields can turn it around. I, I think he'll still start this week. I don't know the the health situation there. Dalton's not out for the year, but I don't know if he'll be back this week. So Baltimore won. They're two and zero or two and one now, uh, but maybe they shouldn't have won because they they won by two uh, on a game winning field goal. So that's worth three points. So that means they were down by one. Uh, this was a 66-yard field goal attempt. Whoa! So uh, if, if you uh, follow football, you know that uh, you don't see many field goals even attempted past 50 yards that much anymore. Uh, 60 yards is in, is only in desperation, and 66 yards is like that's never going to happen because literally it never happened before. The NFL record was 63 yards. So Justin Tucker of the Ravens uh, broke the NFL record. By three yards in a game-winning situation. That's uh, off. It's, uh, yeah, it's congratulations, but also, like, what did the Lions do to deserve this? <laughs> They're already already such a tortured franchise that's had, like, no success. Uh, I think that when I think of the Lions, I just think of, like, Tim, the Toolman Taylor would wear a shirt with the Lions on it, and that's, like, the best moment in their franchise history. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And that's all they got. I mean, their their longtime franchise quarterback got traded, and now he's the best guy ever. Uh, just it's it's not what they deserved. It's it's really too bad. Uh, and you know, if if you're in the AFC and you're thinking, oh, the Ravens, maybe they're not as good, and that they get this kind of like miracle win here, that that really helps them there in the, the playoff race. And, you know, you should never should never come to that. That's kind of a that's kind of a fluke, but. Justin Tucker is the greatest. He's probably the greatest of all time at kicking. It's it's a weird, a weird thing to talk about. The kicker is such a weird position in sports because it is so unlike anything. It's so far from the rest of the players. Like, you know, like hockey, there's goalies, but it's like, well, they're still on skates and they have a stick. Like kicker is like an entirely different thing. Uh, so it's hard to say. It's like Justin Tucker might be the greatest of all time in football. But he's a kicker, so what does that really mean? Yeah. But, I mean, good for him. Indeed. All right, what else happened? Oh, speaking of struggling rookies, uh, they all continue to struggle, but even this time, Mac Jones, so the Patriots' new quarterback, uh, he threw three picks against New Orleans. So it seems like every rookie QB has struggled so far. So Lawrence and Wilson, we've talked about before in earlier weeks, but they kept throwing picks this week too. But now Mac Jones has joined them. 
Uh, in the, the earlier weeks, they've been very conservative with him. They've usually been playing with a lead or close, so they haven't asked him to to go downfield. Uh, in this game, they were down, and uh, this is what you get with a a rookie QB going against a veteran secondary. Uh, he asked him to make some big plays, and he couldn't get it done. So, just like Fields, it's one game. You got to move on. Does doesn't mean he's a bust, but uh, I think it's just a, a, it shows how hard it is in the NFL. And uh, you draft a quarterback in the first round, you expect them to be good, but odds are they won't. Odds are they're going to be out of the league in five years or a backup somewhere. So we can't expect of all all these guys, we can't expect them to all be good. Uh, but yeah. Right now, they've all been bad. <laughs> That's that's not what you want either. But uh, I think we're just spoiled that we've had good rookie quarterback play. We've seen guys like Herbert last year and Russell Wilson and uh, Andrew Luck perform really well as rookies, but that's just not the norm. A lot of times you see this. Uh, and everyone will point to that, like Peyton Manning threw 26 interceptions in his first season and then uh, went on to be one of the greatest. So uh, three interceptions from Mac Jones is not uh, a death sentence. But I don't think he's Peyton Manning anyways. Um, Kobe Bryant had air balls in the playoffs. That's true. And he was like only 14 years old. I think the were yeah. yeah. The Utah Jazz made fun of him and it hurt him forever. But he had the last laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know who also was a good rookie quarterback? Had a good successful season. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and by the way, he played this week. It seems like his rookie year was in 1972. Because Whoa. Ben Roethlisberger looked real old this week against the Bengals. So uh, they lost by two touchdowns against a team that's kind of middling, and the Steelers usually just dominate. Uh, but I think that the story of the game was just that Roethlisberger couldn't get it done. He can't throw downfield. He can't move. Uh, they targeted their running back 19 times, which was, uh, I think, tied an NFL record for most targets for a running back. That's just not supposed to happen. That means your quarterback isn't throwing downfield if he's dumping it off to the running back there. Uh, I did want to try to get a statement from uh, Tony on this, but I, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, it's it's sad when you see that. Uh, we just mentioned Kobe Bryant. Remember those last couple of years with, with Kobe where you just got this, you got the aging, aging legend. Uh, what do you do with that? That a lot of times Kobe didn't give the Lakers the best chance to win. Uh, and I don't think Ben Roethlisberger has given the Steelers the best chance to win. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's what that's what they're with. Uh, they didn't have the cap room to really kind of bring in a a better number two, and they were just kind of this is their best chance was that he was still above average or decent, uh, but maybe he's not. Uh, and it is another example of how Tom Brady is just a freak because Brady's about five years older than Roethlisberger. Um, I think he's like seven years older than Matt Ryan, who looks pretty old at this point. Uh, these guys just—you're not supposed to play this well this late. You're when you get to like age 37, it starts to go downhill, and it's like only like it's like a ticking clock there. Like how many more years do you have? It was never supposed to be seven more years after age 37. That's that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Maybe he turns it around. Maybe Rosenberger figures out some sort of uh, steroid we weren't even looking for yet. You know. He's trying all and, sorts of plants. Yeah, you don't know. There's a lot of things out there. So, you know, just try the right combinations of things. Maybe do like a, a Bruce Banner style uh, gamma ray uh, test. There you go. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but they're one and two. So 
I picked them to still hit their over-under, so maybe I'm regretting that. I don't know. But the Steelers are such a good franchise that wouldn't be surprised to see them turn it all around, even if they didn't even have a quarterback. But I mentioned before how the Raiders are 3-0, and the Chiefs are 1-2 in last place, uh, the Chargers 2-1. So that leaves one more team left in that division. Denver is also 3-0, but they've had the easiest schedule, I think, in the history of all schedules through three games. So they started off with the Giants, who are 0-3. Uh, then next they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 0-3. Uh, then this week they played the Jets, who are 0-3. Uh, so that's a combined 0-9 for their first three games. So they played maybe the three worst teams in the NFL. Uh, I guess give them credit that they took care of business. But they are uh, they're a mystery right now. Denver, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL, but maybe they're pretty good. But right now, we just don't know because that has not been a test at all. I don't know how that that worked out, that their schedule has been so bad to start. Just really, really random. It's rough. So, I mean, who they play this week? Let me check that really quick. See if they finally get a test. All right. Broncos at home versus the Ravens. All right. That's that's interesting. So that's going to be a big game this week. Look, they're only favored by one at home. So uh, Vegas doesn't think they're better than the Ravens yet. They got their work cut out for them. Yeah. Uh, and then the the last, well, it's not the last game of the week, the last game of Sunday. I had some nice drama here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got his team out to a, a decent lead. Niners came all the way back, took the lead at the end, leaving Rodgers 30 seconds left to try to engineer a game-winning drive. And uh, he did it. You know, he's he's defying that age curve maybe a little bit. He's still playing really well into his late 30s, won the MVP last year, uh, had a really bad week one, but since then has played really well. So he's uh, – Rodgers is 37. He's still one of the best out there. So he's still got a, a lot left if he wants it, it seems like. Uh, but that that is that is a question too. Is like this is a guy who is doing Jeopardy in the offseason. He demanded a trade and then said he would never play for his team ever. Uh, a story that became so uh, infamous that uh, the 76ers referenced it to Ben Simmons. And they said, hey, Aaron Rodgers played for the, came back to play for Green Bay. You can always come back and play with us. Um, and then also the big, the big story of him, you know, he got engaged to uh, an actress and she didn't even know who he was or something. Uh, it's like, what a, what a weird story. Um, but he could still play quarterback in, so she's like, why are you always working on Sundays? <laughs> yeah. He's like, why, why do you have that second home in Wisconsin? Like we're LA people. It's like, oh, actually my job is in Wisconsin. Like, oh. uh, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll trust Rogers until he becomes Ben Roethlisberger. I'll say that uh, he, he, he's only been getting better the last few years. So, mm-hmm. all right. So uh, I think I remember after that week one, I told everyone like, Hey, doesn't matter it's one week they're still gonna be fine yeah and they are i think it's because it's the packers there's some sort of weird magic i think the packers have that weird magic i think the st louis cardinals have that weird magic uh i don't know what it is i mean sports are weird i think that's that's what it is sports sports are weird indeed they are yeah uh but there are some other uh key matchups coming up this week I already mentioned that big Monday night Raiders Chargers in LA. Uh, that'll be 
hopefully hopefully no drama like uh not like hopefully on the field drama but nothing hopefully nothing crazy outside uh that's always a danger fans have been uh awful for like the last year since getting back from the pandemic here so uh everyone stay safe out there yeah it's like flying and football games yeah uh and then also sunday night uh tampa bay in Foxborough, Massachusetts. So Tom Brady coming back home to New England. That will be interesting to see how that goes. I think the Bucks are just way better than the Patriots, but still a lot of drama there. Uh, and then uh, we got Seahawks 49ers. That's always a good game. So that'll be a fun one. And then I'll, you just got to keep watching the Rams until they lose. I think you got to watch the Rams every week and see if they can keep up what they've been doing. They've got the Cardinals, who are a surprising three now. But yeah, we're we're in it now. We're almost—I was going to say—we're almost a quarter of the way through the season. But now that it's 17 weeks, there's no easy like math there. Yeah, four weeks is not a quarter of the way through the season. It's like 23.6 percent or something. Yeah, right? it's uh, they had to ruin it. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Damn, I don't know. Just ruined my night right there. Uh. But it didn't ruin the podcast. Of course not. Which is now ending. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think that'll uh, conclude our episode 239 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yes, thank you. We'll see you later. <laughs>